What is up, everybody? Welcome into the Fantasy Football Smackdown. I'm your host, Kyle August. You can follow me on Twitter at KyleMonth8. And joining me here once again, he is the host of the Rookie Rundown here right on the Dynasty Warzone Network. Dallas, he's back. What up, bro? How you doing? Yeah, another week, another appearance. How's it going, man? It's good to be on. Um, took some uh, takes on the chin last week, had some victories as well. If you listen to the podcast, I'm ready for round two. Let's do this. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks again for jumping on. Uh, last week, I felt like we had a pretty good week. You mentioned uh, Dalton Schultz on this very show. The dude blew up for two touchdowns. I believe he was the tight end one, if I'm not mistaken, last week. Uh, that's yep. what two touchdowns would do for you. So great call there. And uh, we talked some people off the ledge with uh, CEH, and that paid off uh, last week. Now, I'm not going to lie, I was scared to death when that fumble happened, <laughs> but it, it ended up working out. So um, good to have you back here, man. Yeah, good to be back. All right, so we're going to be talking starts and sits for week four. If you're checking us out on YouTube, if you have any questions uh, ahead of tonight's game or for Sunday, drop them in the chat. We'll sprinkle them throughout the show. Otherwise, Dallas and I are going to cover our favorite or one of our starts and one of our sits at each position. Uh, if you're not subscribed on YouTube, you're missing the opportunity to come hang out with us, interact, leave some questions, and you're also missing out on some YouTube-only content as well here on the Warzone Network. Saturday mornings, uh, waiver wire sniping. I drop that every Saturday to give you the players that you can stash on the end of your bench uh, to get a jump on the waiver wire in the rest of your league uh, for the following week. And with bye weeks coming up, there's going to be a lot more teams looking for fill-in QBs, tight ends, DSTs, streaming, uh, and obviously looking for always those running backs and wide receivers that are looking to pop. So, for instance, if you tuned in last week and you listened to waiver wire sniping, you already had Emmanuel Sanders on all your all in all your lineups and didn't have to burn waivers or fab dollars on Tuesday when every show in the world, including this one was talking about adding that guy. So waiver wire sniping every Saturday. And then of course we've got uh Sunday school with Memphis. I guess that's the official title of that show now, but Memphis and uh, a cast of characters from the war zone jumping in there uh, on Sunday mornings to get you set before kickoff. So um, we got a, uh, we got one comment in here. Can we find out who Dallas's barber is? All right. We already got a comment about your uh, sweet hair there, bro. Yeah, I don't know if that's like a positive comment by my man, Phil Haber, or a negative comment. But uh, yeah, no, her name's Lisa. Um, she does a great job. Uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> hey, man, just, hey, rock it when you got it, because eventually soon you'll be wearing hats on all your live streams. And that's how it goes when you get old. Uh, Darren, cheers. Good to have you, man. Let's dive into this thing. Dallas, I'm going to let you start. We're going to go quarterbacks, and we'll take the questions as we get them. But who are you starting at the quarterback position here heading into week four? Yeah, uh, anyone tuning in early on the live show is getting a treat for me. My start of the week is actually Trevor Lawrence against the Cincinnati Bengals tonight. Um, Typically, Cincinnati's defense has actually been above average this season against quarterbacks, but there's a plethora of injuries currently happening on the Cincy defense, and they're going up against Trevor Lawrence, who's not afraid to sling the ball. Um, Normally, if they had Jesse Bates on the back end, I would be a little bit hesitant, but it doesn't look like he's about to play. Uh, Chidori Awuzie also is most likely questionable, will not play. We'll get that announcement here in about... Uh, 20 minutes so you'll know for sure and then they are starting trey waynes as their cornerback one um the big offseason acquisition for them who they overspent and has never proved himself to be a competent quarterback so uh for me trevor lawrence with the large plethora of weapons this offense has been a little bit sketchy but it's mainly been kind of sketchy based off of the lack of run but since he's actually been a little bit weak against the run this year. So I think that they're going to be leaning on James Robinson and it's going to allow for some potential play action and some deep shots that Trevor Lawrence 
likes to make. So Trevor Lawrence is my start. And then my sit is actually Lamar Jackson versus Denver. Um, He is dealing with a back injury. He actually didn't practice two days in a row. And that may just be, Hey, he's our superstar. We want to kind of give him time to actually hold up a bit, but he didn't look very sharp last week against Detroit. Um, If it weren't for his ground game, he would have had a pretty sad performance. Yes. Some people will argue that basically he was, Screwed over by Hollywood Brown on one play. I'll give him that one. But (laughs) Lamar in general is going up against a brick wall in Denver right now. Their defense on all three levels is pretty scary to me. And this is the type of week where he can come crashing back down if he's not careful. So for me, I'm just a little bit hesitant. Obviously, if you have Lamar, you probably are going to start him. But if you have another option that's towards the back end of the top 12 in your own rankings or consensus, I'd go with him over Lamar this week. All right, good stuff. And it's sometimes scary to bench those bigger names, but I, I, and again, not to hark back too much, but I believe you mentioned David Montgomery as a fade last week, if I'm not mistaken, and that that uh, that worked out okay. So don't be afraid if you have better options to sometimes make those adjustments. Uh, we're just looking for the points. It's nothing personal, right? <laughs> um, I'm gonna give you my quarterback start and sit, and then we got a few questions already in the chat, so we'll dive into those. So if you got them, don't go anywhere. We got you covered. Um, all right, my start of the week. It, for me, this is a guy that's just been on freaking fire, and I think it's worth believing in for week four still for that to continue, and that's Derek Carr. Uh, he's QB 11 for me in my rankings. I'm playing him over Ryan Tannehill this week, um, which a uh, little hint, he's also my sit, but I also play him over the streaming options as well. Uh, Sam Darnold, Taylor, Taylor Heineke. Um, I'm playing him over uh, Kirk Cousins, Joe Burrow tonight. I, I just think what we've seen from Carr is a ton of pass attempts, 380 plus yards in every game, two touchdowns in every game. Um, and he's going up against uh, the Chargers on in prime time. And the Chargers have given up, while they've given up the sixth fewest quarterback points, is that, and they played Mahomes and Dak. Uh, that also included, don't get uh, too straight away on that number because that included Brian Fitzpatrick going down in week one. Dak and the Cowboys just deciding, we're running the ball on you this week. And Mahomes still put up three touchdowns, even though it was a loss. So, I think Carr is somebody that, you know, I, the name always gives me hesitation, but the dude's been balling so far uh, to start the year. So I'm going to ride that hot hand a bit and plug Carr in my lineup as a low end QB one. And then, like I said, my sit is Tannehill. Even if Julio's active, I'm still, I still don't want to play him. AJ Brown's most likely out as of now. Tannehill is my QB 17. I would play the streaming options over him this week. Sam Darnold, 34% owned. Still widely available in Yahoo leagues if you want to roll with him. And I don't mind Taylor Heineke against the Falcons, 9% owned. He's out there and ready to go. I think this could definitely be a week where they say, we don't have our weapons. Honestly, the guys that they're running out there are players that you don't want to be counting on for your fantasy uh, performance in week four. So I don't want to be counting on Ryan Tannehill this week. So that's the guy that I'm sitting at quarterback. We got some questions. Let's dive into this. Uh, We got... Uh, Stefan Stefanson. Haha. Ha, I don't know. Can't pronounce names. That's uh, what the show's all about. Start one Thursday night. Chark, Rugs, Rager. What you got, Dallas? Uh, and that one, I'm. Ugh, it's kind of <laughs> ugly. Um, it, it hasn't connected for the touchdown upside yet, but I'd probably be leaning Rager in that situation. Um, he's getting the targets. Him and Devonta Smith are pretty much even on the season in targets through the first three games. Um, he's actually the go-to third down receiver for some reason. Him and Goddard are the targets. Devonta Smith hasn't seen a lot of targets on third down. And specifically in garbage time, which I honestly expect a lot of against the Chiefs this week, um, with a suspect back end who can't really corner on the uh, cover on the outside is what we saw against the Chargers. Um, I think Rager could see some upside. Um, again, 
all of these guys are kind of upside plays. I just think that that's probably the safest floor out of the three. Yeah, and I'm I'm actually with you there. Uh, these are all guys are outside of my top 36. I don't love them, but I think that Rager is definitely, or he has been. He's been the guy getting the most targets. Uh, and actually, even two weeks ago, he had a long touchdown that if he just didn't step out of bounds, his box score would have looked crazy good um, in that matchup uh, in week two. But uh, we even saw last week, he's been getting a lot of looks. I think those targets continue. I prefer Smith if, as far as just the Eagles wide receivers straight up, but they should be in a matchup against the Chiefs at home where they should be having to put up plenty of points to try to keep up with Pat Mahomes. Those are both teams trying to look to bounce back after a loss in week three. Noah's bringing us a trade question here. He said, uh, would Calvin Ridley and A.J. Brown for Tyreek Hill and Josh Allen be a good trade in PPR? So we got a lot of studs involved with this one. Uh, Ridley and A.J. Brown for Tyreek Hill and Josh Allen. Uh, let's assume one QB, but if you want to give your take overall there, Dallas, uh, why don't you go ahead and expand on that one? Yeah, I mean, personally, I would do it. I just, I hate this Atlanta offense right now. This this year, I think it's kind of a crapshoot with that. The only reason Calvin Ridley is propped up right now is based off of his targets and PPR. Um, that's the only thing keeping him above the bottom basement barrel. Rest of the guys, like him and Pitts would be pretty consistent the same if he wasn't getting you know 10 plus targets every week he's just not producing as much aj brown i mean it's a hamstring injury so realistically he's already coming back from two knee surgeries this offseason he now has a hamstring injury most likely linked to said knee surgeries and so it's one of those situations where both of these guys really aren't performing and the name value is kind of what this trade is pushing on so if you are able to get tyreek hill and josh allen even in a qb1 i can only assume this is a qb1 because there's no way this trade would happen in a two QB or super flex league. <laughs> um, I would go with the Tyreek and Josh Hill, uh, Josh Allen side, just based off of Josh Allen. He's had one bad game. The rest have been consistent and Tyreek Hill is a game changer. So I'd lean that side. Yeah. If you're looking to, if you're looking to get out, you don't want, you don't want to rely on the bounce back, especially when the situation week with AJ Brown, where you're probably looking at at least one week, maybe two, maybe more where he's not even going to be available to you. If you just want to get out from underneath that, obviously Ridley has been underperforming. I have no problem with that trade. I think it's fair. Um, personally, I'm usually kind of a, I'm naturally more of like, I kind of want to still stick to my guns a little bit. The injury would probably lean me towards taking this trade. If it wasn't for that. I would definitely ride it out. But I think for now, I agree. I I'd take the shot on Hill now. And if you just want to get out from under, I totally get it. Uh, we got a DST question. Gotta love it. Thank you, Darren. <laughs> Good old doubt defense question. He said, are you starting the Cowboys, Vikings or giants? And yes, I have three defenses because my team is, I'm assuming that's trash emoji. Um, <laughs> Um, I think it is. So we got <laughs> these uh, units are something else. We got the Cowboys against the Panthers. Vikings are going up against I'm trying to double check here. Who they got? They got uh, the Browns at home and then the Giants are. I don't even man. I don't even have Giants ranked in here. So I got to go over here. Yeah, Giants are going to give us uh, New Orleans this week. New Orleans. There you go. Thank in New Orleans. Finally opened in the Superdome. So Cowboys, yeah. Vikings, Giants. You got any preference with those? Low end DST <laughs> <The laughs> options. Uh, I'm going with your Cowboys, man. Uh, the only reason that people, I mean, you joked about the low end options. They're sitting at defense number six right now and standard scoring for defenses. Like I said before, uh, they may be allowing points, but they're causing turnovers. And if you're hesitant about starting Dallas, it's most likely due to the fact that you haven't actually watched them during the games. Um, I'm sure you can attest to it. Their defense has been 
pretty good. Uh, they're causing turnovers. They're keeping their offense in it. And going up against Carolina, Sons, Christian McCaffrey is the biggest factor for me right now because Darnold has proven that he can do it with Christian McCaffrey in the backfield, but he looked pretty shaken when he went out last week. And I think they're going to try to rely on Chuba Harbord, which I don't know is going to end very well. So I'm going Dallas. Yeah, and I agree. They've been creating the turnovers. Uh, I, I think I saw a stat that uh, they've had, I think, eight turnovers this year, and it took them through like week 11 or 12 last year to get to that. <laughs> so it's definitely been turned around uh, so far in 2021. And like you said, without McCaffrey, I think Dallas is your play there, Darren. Uh, we got uh, KB for MVP, I guess. Uh, he's not on the White Sox, so I don't know about that. Um, who <laughs> who at flex? Uh, Devonta Smith, Cortland Sutton, Allen Robinson, David Montgomery. We got some big names here and a lot of guys that have been not so hot as of late, including a couple of bears. I know that's near and dear to your heart, bro. Uh, What's your thoughts on this flex question? Yeah, uh, I'm going David Montgomery. Um, It's not just because of my preference for the running back position. They're going up against Detroit, which they have not been able to stop the run this year. Um, I mean, it's, you can't have a worse offensive outing than what the bears had last week. If you listen to the podcast, you heard me say to not sit every or not play everyone. David Montgomery was my sit last week for the running back position, just based off of the matchup and what I thought was going to happen with the game. It's exactly what happened. Um, when I'm looking at it this week, it's a pretty good game script. Uh, from all accounts, Bill Lazor is taking over the offensive play calling and yes, It was against the bad defenses, if you want to call that bad defenses at the end of last year when David Montgomery blew up. But that was also when Bill Lazor took over play calling for the Chicago Bears. The run percentages and passes to the backs out of the backfield increased during that time stretch twofold compared to what it was with Nagy. And plot twist, the Detroit Lions are also a bad defense. So everything lines up for me to start David Montgomery this week, specifically in the flex. And pretty much every uh, wide receiver you had on that list, Darren, was not what I liked. So... Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with Montgomery. That's who you should play. I think has most upside matchups. Great. We'll keep moving here. Uh, we got a, we got a few more questions, so we'll keep d- driving through these, and we'll cover the rest of the positions. A uh, little programming note, and this one's on me. I have a hard out uh, in 15 minutes, so we are going to have to keep buzzing through these, but we'll get to as many questions as you can. I apologize, um, but uh, that's that's life sometimes. So we got a quarterback question. Cousins or Burrow, that's one's coming down to tonight, and then uh, Boyd or Beasley, at the flex. Um, I'll, I'll start this one off. Uh, this I've actually had the same uh, issue in my lineups and I have these guys, unfortunately ranked back to back myself. I'm going to lean cousins over burrow. The guy's just been on fire right now. Uh, and I think being at home against the Browns, I think he'll continue to put up very solid production. He's just a lot safer. I like the floor with cousins. Burrow just hasn't had to throw the ball very much. Uh, and I don't know if that continues tonight. Boyd or Beasley with, with T Higgins out. Damn it. Uh, I'm still going to go with, I like Boyd. Uh, I'm going to lean that route. I know it's kind of weird not going with the court, his own quarterback over Cousins, but I'm going to go with Cousins at QB, Tyler Boyd at the wide receiver tonight. Um, what's your thoughts there, Dallas? Yeah, I'm 100% with you. I'm going to start with Cousins over Burrow. It's just based off of volume and the matchup for the Minnesota Vikings this week should be pretty good again. Um, it's going to be a barn burner. I think it's going to be a lot of points in that game. Uh, when I'm looking at the Boyd versus Beasley, again, I'm right there in lockstep with you. I'm going Boyd just based on the fact that we saw him last week without Higgins. Very productive. Expect the same thing. Um, there's only two targets in this offense right now, and that's Boyd and Chase. And right now, Chase is not seeing the volume stats. It's going to Boyd, so that's where I would lean. Yep. Appreciate the question, the question there, Tron, and for tuning in. 
Steve has got a PPR non-superflex non-tight end premium. Thanks for clarifying that. That's always helpful. Pick three. Uh, so we got Waddle, Corey Davis, Michael Pittman, Devonta Smith. Um, so of those three, Waddle, Davis, Pittman, Smith, just you got to sit one in essence pretty much there. So who are we fading from that group of four? Uh, I'm fading Devonta Smith just based off of we can already touched on this. Um, Waddle's target share has been insane. I talked about it in the rookie rundown this last week. He saw 13 targets. Um, one in one end zone target in his yeah, own end, end zone. End that was impressive as hell. <laughs> yeah, the efficiency is terrible. He turned 12 receptions into like 53 yards or something like that last time. But he proved with Will Fuller in the game that he's still the target. Will Fuller once again is hurt immediately after coming back. So he's locked in as that wide receiver two option. Um, he's still the wide receiver two to me behind Devonte Parker. Um, Brissett likes Parker a lot, a lot of deep incompletions to Parker last week. And I could see the same thing happening, but those three, the first three Waddle Davis and Pittman are all starts for me this week. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely with you on Waddle and Davis. I think Pittman and Smith are close. I'm actually going to lean Smith just because I think that they're going to have to put up a few more points. The passing game is going to have to be, uh, rolling. They're not too far apart in my rankings, Pittman and Devonta, but uh, I'm going to lean Devonta Smith there. Um, same team start one tight end, Janu Smith, Dawson Knox, uh, or Pat Fryermuth. Uh, Pat Fryer Tuck is what he's put in here, which I love it. Uh, Smith, uh, Knox, or Fryermuth for you. Um, bad, I'm, I'm, pro- <laughs> I'm probably going to go Knox. Yeah. Um, he's been seeing the targets, um, and that Buffalo offense is good. It's a good matchup for him again. And he's seeing a lot of work in the red zone, which I like. Um, I, I've been warning people everywhere I can not to fall into this Pat Fryermuth trap this year. It's a touchdown or bust game. And that's what he's going to do. I understand the tight end positions like that. And then John has just been straight up bad this year. Yeah. Um, that last game was terrible. I mean, literally like. Mac Jones threw the ball 51 times and Johnny was completely unusable, which is just wild. So I, yeah, I'm with you. I'm going the same thing. I had Johnny Smith in a few leagues. I was counting on him. I have cut that bait. I preach patience. A lot of times, no more on Johnny Smith. You're just, it's just uh, killing myself at this point. Uh, and then Darren's back for another question for tonight. You mentioned this guy earlier um, as a start at quarterback, but Lawrence or Danny dimes. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I'm going to go Lawrence in that situation. And that's just based off of the matchup against New Orleans. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I, mean, I literally just did it while we we're on this podcast. I added Danny Dimes in one of my uh, redraft leagues just because my only options were Tannehill and Teddy Bridgewater, both of which are sits for me this week. And so I needed to play someone, and Danny Dimes was the best option just based off of that rushing floor that we're seeing. Uh, fun fact, I did not realize this. Um, Daniel Jones is the second-leading quarterback rusher only behind Lamar Jackson on the season so far. So. <laughs> Of course he Who is. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I'm with you. Going Lawrence tonight. Uh, so you guys listen on the podcast. We'll know uh, whether that turned out well or not. Uh, let's move into the running back starts and sits. Why don't you give uh, your start and sit of the week there at running back there, Dallas? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we kind of already touched base on this a little bit. Um, he was my sit last week. He's actually my start this week. My start is David Montgomery. So that one led into one of the listener questions we had there. Um, the matchup's great. It's against Detroit. Um, again, I expect a much better game from everyone all around. Um, I do not expect a high passing volume game. I just think a more reliance on the run is probably what we're going to see. Um to hopefully write the ship in Chicago because that was just ugly. And then my sit is actually Ezekiel Elliott this week. Um, that is due to the fact that Carolina most likely is going to attempt to control this game. And if you're going to control Dallas, it's stopping the run game. 
um, Dak can try to do it, but there's some good corners on Carolina. Um, if you stop Zeke, you stop Pollard, it makes life a lot harder on the Cowboys. So that's actually my sit. Um, their defense is just too damn good. Yeah, Zeke for me was more of a two this week than a one for sure. Um, he's somebody that I'm still nervous about with that split, but the touchdowns will help. <laughs> and he already has three, uh, I believe, inside the 10 already on the short season. So um, don't mind fading him just a bit. Definitely lower my rankings than he probably would be, uh, especially coming off a big game. My start, this was a guy that, I, mean, I don't know if it's just because of injury, but right now consensus has this guy outside the top 24. Uh, but I'm going to roll either one. I'll just say you're going to be good either way if you're starting a Rams running back. Uh, I'm going to go with Henderson or Sony Michelle against the Cardinals. I Right now I have it ranked that Henderson's active and playing. He's running back 17 for me. Um, Arizona did keep Derrick Henry somewhat in check in week one, but week two, 22 carries for 131 yards to Dalvin Cook, 15 for 88 to James Robinson last week. He scored a touchdown as well. Uh, so And Henderson, when you know he was in there, uh, not injured, uh, the first couple weeks, he's getting all the work. So he's going to be a guy that you can start as a running back too with confidence. Um, I'd start him over uh, Mr. Two Carry, Miles Sanders, uh, Kareem Hunt, Chase Edmonds, and, and over Hubbard as well, uh, who is obviously the hot waiver wire pickup of the week. So I think you, and I again, I can kind of just pretty much plug Sony in there, very similar spot, and I'd start him over all those guys as well if Henderson was inactive. Uh, my sit of the week is a guy that, even with James White going down early, uh, apparently Damian Harris is not to be trusted. I don't know. The Patriots apparently faded him hard. Uh, fantasy pros consensus has him as RB 25. This is a guy that'll be talking about as somebody to go get. And as long as he is not completely doghouse for whatever reason, I will go buy Damian Harris after this week, but I'm sure as hell not starting him this week against the Tampa Bay Bucks defense. I have him as running back 30 and I keep moving him down. Every time I look at my rankings, uh, it took Sony Michelle 20 carries to get to 67 yards last week. Otherwise, no other running back has more than 40 rushing yards against this defense. And that pretty and that's just this season. This is a defense that's been really good against the run uh, for over a year now. So I'd start uh, Zach Moss, Naeem Hines, Jamal Williams, uh, Cordero Patterson, all those guys easily over Damian Harris this week, especially if you start talking PPR um, because Harris is obviously not a pass catcher. So uh, Henderson's my start. Harris is my sit. Uh, we got a few more questions. We'll buzz through these and we'll get to the wide receivers as we're getting close to the end here. Again, if you're tuning in a little bit later, I apologize. I got a hard out. So we have to uh, keep this thing to 30 minutes. Uh, Q McBride, he said, what's going on, fellas? PPR pick two this week. Deontay Johnson, who is back at practice on Thursday. Devonta Smith, who is now featured in every question tonight. Marvin Jones, who plays tonight. Trey Sermon and David Montgomery. Uh, so we got Devonta. Uh, Deontay Johnson, Devonta Smith, Marvin Jones, Trey Sermon, David Montgomery, Dallas, who you got? Pick two. Yeah, for me, I mean, I kind of already answered this one previously, but I'm going to go with Marvin Jones and David Montgomery. Um, I'm starting Marvin Jones freaking everywhere this week. If you have him, you should be playing him. Um, David Montgomery is about to start of the week at running back, so I'm going with those two. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go with Montgomery, and I don't like the injury situation with Deontay Johnson, but with and I would I prefer Marvin Jones over Devonta Smith. But I think you having Devonta Smith allows you to sit and play the waiting game with Deontay Johnson. If you did not have a Sunday option, I think Marvin Jones is a fine play. I have him as a wide receiver three this week. But Deontay Johnson's upside is just too much for me to pass on. I will interject about Deontay Johnson. So this is a fun little stat for you. Um, Every game that he's gone into with an injury designation, he has Mm -hmm. not finished in his career. There you go. Just there you go. It. There's some help. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm going to stick to my gun for now, and we'll see next week whether I'm an idiot. <laughs> 
but I like that. I like that's deep, man. I don't even know how the hell you find that. Um, so good, good <laughs> yeah. work there. No, that was a courtesy of the pod father and some deep right. analytics that I'm not going into, but I was listening. I mean, you knew I was listening to him earlier today because of a conversation we had, but uh, yeah, no, uh, I, I just don't like Deontay Johnson. I also am right. down on him just in general. That that offense is bad. If you don't it have Najee, if you bad. don't have Najee, you shouldn't really be playing anyone. I'm sitting Claypool finally in like so many leagues yeah. this week. It is bad. It's definitely gotten to the point where uh, you're lucky if you got one good one, you know, to start. And if you're, and if on on the good weeks, maybe that a second wide receiver pops. I think the days of three of those guys being fancy relevant are behind us now. Uh, we'll keep these quick. Andrew flex spot, Javante, Javante Williams against Baltimore, DJ Chark tonight. Uh, who are you leaning there? Memphis. Uh, that's a hard one. Um, Chark's just been so inefficient this season. I would say just floor-wise, if you're going for the safe play, Javante is the way to go. That's probably where I'm leaning, but DJ Chark has that crazy upside because he's still seeing a stupid amount of targets from Trevor Lawrence. They just cannot connect to save their lives. Yeah, I, this is one of those types of questions where I de- like I I like to keep it cut and dry a lot of times when people ask me, like, hey, this is who I'm going at. But I think how you answer this is exactly how I was going to answer it. If you want a safe floor... Javante Williams is the play um, because Chark doesn't have a floor. He's just a bottomless pit. Uh, <laughs> but the upside for is with Chark. Um, I think he just Williams is going to be in a, in a split 50 50 at best is what we've seen so far this season, yeah. which I think, again, still gives him a better floor than Chark. But I think the way you answer that was pretty spot on. Yeah, it's, got, it's a uh, classic matchup uh, question. If you're projected to win your matchup, you should be playing Javante Williams. If you're projected to lose it and you need a boom play from your flex, you should be playing DJ Chark. So. Nope. Oh, great call. MB in the chat. What are we doing uh, for PPR Higby or Goddard? Uh, I'll, I'll lead this one off. And his name is Tyler Higby. The dude plays all the time and he should be in your lineup. He's going up against a defense that uh, should be giving up plenty of points. I'm excited for this game. We got uh, the Rams going up against uh, the Cardinals this week. Goddard is splitting a lot of time and I, and I forget the exact number. So I apologize. But I believe this was last Monday was Goddard's first game over like 45 yards with Jalen Hurts. Like <laughs> the dude is is just splitting time with uh, with Zekertz. Unfortunately, he hasn't been unleashed and it doesn't look like that's going to happen right now. So I'm going to lean Higby. Uh, Dallas, what's your thoughts? Yeah, um, I mean, we'll just dive into this one just to make it easy. Um, I'm I'll lean Higby, um, but he's low in my rankings this week. Mm-hmm. Um and that's just based off of how I think the game script's going to go in that game. I think it's going to need to be a shootout. I don't think the tight end is the way that do, you're going to do it against Arizona. They're one of the best teams in the league this year against tight ends. Um, so it's it's a dangerous play. But like you're saying, just from a snap share percentage, you have to go Higby because he's playing like 90% of the snaps. So Gotcha. And uh, he chimed in here with a follow-up. He just said a season long. So he asked. he's asking not just for this week's season long. Um yeah, I'd still lean Higby. I just I'm going with the playing time there. Does that do you yeah. do you have one for preference over the other? Yeah, I'm definitely going Higby. I own him in a lot of places. I just don't like the matchup this week specifically. Gotcha. Let's move into the wide receivers, starts and sits. Uh, we got to buzz through these a bit. Um, got a few minutes left though still. So Dallas, why don't you give me your start and sit at the wide receiver position for week four? Yeah, uh, my start is Bobby Trees. Um, I think this is the week that he finally goes Come out. On, and baby. <laughs> yeah, finally goes out and does it. Um, it can't be the Cooper Cup show all year. I refuse to believe it. Um, don't get me wrong. They have a really good rapport. Um, he's actually seen his snap share go up in every single week. 
Um, he's back above that 90% threshold that you'd like to see him in. And this offense uh, is very dangerous. And this game is going to be a shootout. I'm very excited to watch the game. I think it's a 3.05 kickoff, I think, on Sunday, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I think Bobby Trees is going to have a very big game. Um, when it comes to my sit, it is Mr. Cortland Sutton against Baltimore. Um, he's been extremely inconsistent, which is kind of the player that he is, honestly. Um, and now with all the injuries on that wide receiver core, the only options that you have are two towering wide receivers on the outside for Teddy Bridgewater, which means he's probably going to have to hold on to the ball a little bit longer. This Baltimore pass rush is pretty pretty dangerous, and then he's going to be most likely just shadowed by Marlon Humphrey, who's a top-five corner in the league. So um, Sutton is a no-go for me this week. How about you? Yeah, my start of the week, uh, I have him at, as uh, my wide receiver 24. He's outside the top 30 over at Fantasy Pros Consensus. I'm back on with the Corey Davis train. Let's go. The dude just faced uh, really tough matchups in New England and Denver, and Zach Wilson looked like complete garbage. Um, but this week, uh, he gets the Titans defense that in week one and two, uh, they gave up six total touchdowns, gave up 10 and a half or 10 or more fancy points and half PPR to five wide receivers. And then in week three, they faced uh, Lieutenant Dan Carson Wentz uh, in the Indianapolis Colts. I don't know that that pass defense is really that great. Uh, I think that Zach Wilson will get back on track. And you're talking about a receiver that already has 22 targets in the first three weeks, including 10 last week. So I think more targets uh, will turn into product productive targets rather than what we've seen in weeks two and three from Corey Davis. He's a low end two for me. I'd play him over Brandon cooks, Odell Beckham jr. And I'm playing him over Antonio Brown as well. So those are some bigger names to give you some context sit of the week. This is a guy that he is not highly, he's not highly ranked, but he has been. Um, and this is a guy that even with CMC out, I'm not starting Robbie Anderson. Um, Dallas already mentioned that the Dallas defense has been improved. Um, but also too, we saw Terrace Marshall cutting into the playing time of Robbie Anderson, getting dynasty owners extremely excited because we want to see this kid get his opportunities, but it looks like it might come at the expense of Robbie Anderson. So I'm trying to avoid him. If I can, he's outside the top 40 for me. I'd play guys that you picked up off waivers like Tim Patrick and Emmanuel Sanders easily over Robbie Anderson this week. So those are my starts and sits at wide receivers. Got a couple minutes left here, so let's go with uh, some questions. Steve is back. Standard PPR, Sermon, Fournette, or Drake in a flex? What you got, Dallas? Uh, I'm going to go Drake. Uh, he performed again last week. Josh Jacobs is still injured. It should be a high-scoring game that the Raiders are going to be in. And then Sermon basically looked bad. Fournette, uh, that entire backfield is actually what I think is going to be targeted specifically the backfield and Gronk is what Belichick is most likely going to attempt to stop to where then at that point, it's just going to be one V one ball with the great pass defense of the Patriots versus Tom Brady. Um, I think he's really going to see if Tom Brady can beat him. Yeah. I'm going with uh, Drake as well. Cause that's PPR. I think I like Fournette a little bit more this week if Gio's out, but I'm still going to lean with Drake. I don't, I don't want to bank on, that backfield doing what I think they should be doing uh, there in Tampa Bay. Michi's uh, coming at us with Hollywood Brown or Daryl Henderson in PPR. What's your thoughts, Dallas? I mean, we still don't know if Daryl Henderson is going to start um, or even play. Yeah. Uh, Marquise Brown until Rashad Bateman comes in is still extremely enticing to me. Um, so I would probably be leaning Marquise Brown just due to the uncertainty with Daryl Henderson. Yeah, with it being PPR, I don't mind just going with Brown and just playing a little bit safer. I mentioned that Henderson was my start of the week at running back, but I still have an RB17. Um, so I, I, it's this thing, you know, usually in PPR, I'm going to lean the receiver. It gives you a little bit better floor, especially with a back like Henderson just doesn't catch many passes. 
And we'll go one more here. Uh, what trade uh, would I be getting more value from Miles Sanders and Corey Davis for DeAndre Swift or Jonathan Taylor? Um, so I'm assuming maybe he's cashing out on one of these big name guys. Uh, would you move Swift or Jonathan Taylor for Sanders and Corey Davis combo? No, I wouldn't yeah. move either one of them. If you're going the opposite direction, just based off of how the mm-hmm. question was uh, phrased, I don't really know. Um, I'm going specifically for Swift just due to the fact that, yeah, Jamal Williams is there, but he's slowly starting to take over that role from Jamal Williams. Um, he's seeing more usage, more like important usage. And uh, the signing of Naheem Hines for the three-year contract was extremely concerning to me for Jonathan Taylor. So, Yeah, Swift is definitely the guy uh, for me out of those two right now. I actually made a JT for Swift trade in a dynasty league like right before the season just because I wanted a JT share and I had like a bunch of Swift and I regret that. <laughs> so yeah, hold on to those big dogs, man. Um, all right, any tight end goodness? Start and sit anybody on your radar this week, Dallas, as we wrap up the show? Yeah, um, I'm starting Gesicki versus Indianapolis. Indy is one of the worst pass defenses when it comes to tight ends. Um, so he is a favorite of Brissett based off of what we've seen usage-wise of the last two weeks since Tua went down. Um, he seems to actually have a better rapport, and he's just shown that freakish athleticism. Um, going up against those linebackers, I think he's going to feast this week. And then my sit is actually Gronkowski. Um, if there's one thing Bill Belichick is not going to let happen, it's going to let Tom Brady beat him in Foxborough due to, to Gronkowski. Like it's just, he's, he will not let that happen. He will die by a thousand paper cuts to all the other options, but he will not get eaten alive by Gronkowski. So just expect him to be shut down. Uh, my start is just a little more of a PSA. I'm still rolling Kyle Pitts. I'm not going any craziness over, like I'm not starting any of the waiver wire guys you've picked up this season over Kyle Pitts. I think that this is a game, hopefully back at home, they'll start featuring him a little bit more. I think you you spent the money <laughs> kind of thing, right? You paid up early on him. I think you just got to continue to ride him a little bit. He's starting to dip down rankings, um, and I, I'm still just going to start him. My sit is going to be Robert Tunyon, who continues to just not see any targets. And when you have a few guys like Dalton Schultz, even Tyler Conklin in Minnesota that are starting to see a handful of targets a game, I feel a little bit better about their floor. So if you want to just shoot for six, Tunyon's your guy, but Schultz and Conklin just hit Pater last week as well. Um, so, uh, and even twice in the Dalton Schultz's case. So that's a guy that was drafted as a top 10 tight end and I'm have no problem sitting him this week against the Steelers. So um, last we'll get, we'll rapid fire for just a minute here. We got Brian Edwards or Zach Pascal. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to go Brian Edwards. Um, He's still seeing a lot of targets. It's just late in games. It's so weird that they're relying on him, but only late in games. It it doesn't make sense, but that's, that's my play. What about you? And and he's had some more stats left on the field. He just hasn't cashed in on it, but 80 plus yards in two or three games. So cars tucking in a lot. I'm going with Edwards as well. And then this is another one for tonight. Marvin Jones cooks and, or Hubbard. Uh, I know Hubbard's obviously a, uh, fancy name or you know a attractive name right now but i'm gonna go with marvin jones i know you've talked him up a lot is that where you're going yeah i'm going there i'm also concerned about the cornerback matchup with brandon cooks this week um i don't think it's a good one gotcha all right well there you go appreciate you guys sorry i had to speed this up a little bit appreciate all the questions be back next week 7 p.m eastern time start and sit dallas thank you so much as we sign off where can people follow you on twitter uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Salad Galore. That's Dallas backwards with two L's galore. 
Um, a pleasure as always. And your buy window is either going to be closing on Trevor Lawrence or he's going to become way cheaper than he was when everyone watches him flame out on Thursday night. I don't see that happening. Should have bought him while you had the chance. There you go. I love it. Thank you so much for joining me, man. I'll be back here on the YouTube on Saturday. I'll be here with waiver wire sniping. So again, if you're not already subscribed on YouTube, be sure to do that. Appreciate you guys. We'll catch you next week.